Welcome everyone to the Sickles Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of May 29th, 2023. Hope people had a long weekend if you're here in the States or if you're abroad. I hope you enjoyed, I don't know, whatever people abroad enjoy. <laughs> Cigarettes and espresso, I don't fucking know. Uh, healthcare. Healthcare. Yeah. Uh, uh, high-speed trains. Oh, yeah. I hope you enjoyed your public transit and, yeah. and your cigarette smoking, whatever else you do. I mean, actually having walkable cities. Reasonably sized uh, cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But I mean, it, they don't have Bucky's. No, true. Most most of them don't have Costco. No, and they don't have a lot of things that we've seen graphics about in the last couple true. days. That's true. Yeah, I think the one true. thing that would really, really upset me the most is not having ice. And like when I went to college, and you have the mini fridge, right? Mm-hmm. You have that little tiny freezer that you really can't put anything in. Maybe if you get an ice tray in there, if you're lucky, just not having ice was, was very frustrating for me. That is, that is such one of those, what was the hashtag first world problems or whatever. <laughs> when I lived in or Berlin. Was, was uh, it, was it, or is that like more of the hashtag white wine that, uh, a little oh. bit? Yes. That one. Too. <laughs> when I lived in Berlin, I made a very big thing about not going to chain restaurants while I was there. Even if I was going to get junk food, I was going to go get Derner or something instead. Like I was going to go get like that. Except Burger King would sell me a soda filled, filled with ice, like just like filled to the brim with ice. And I needed ice in my drinks. I'm still an ice person. I filled my glasses up with ice all the way to the top and then just like a little bit of soda and then just keep refilling the soda on top. With me as always tonight, I have Kamish, I have Pit Girl and guest Kevin. Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm good. Got to play some golf today and then watch Notre Dame win the lacrosse championships, which i am uh, been bugging another member of this podcast about constantly. Hey, <laughs> uh, girl, how are you? I'm good. As, as I assume we will soon get to, I was in attendance for the Final Four and the D2 and D3 championships for lacrosse, uh, but I had to return to my actual life today, so I did not see Notre Dame win the championship in person. But I'm, I'm good. Happy Memorial Day. Got my dad on and got the, the charcoal grill out earlier today. I saw that. Got some corn going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made burgers. Living the life. Mojito and now a beer? You were just... Living the life. Kamesh, how are you, sir? Good. Just really like one of those weekends where you have way too much going and it feels like each day is about four or five days. It's it's a lot of fun. I had, let's see, Friday I had way too much work due, which was ridiculous. But of course, it's a holiday weekend. Everything has to be due right before the holiday weekend. Then my, my father came into town from New Orleans. He stopped to see the, the kiddo and, and, you know, the new baby. You know, the, the fresh kiddo, I guess, so to speak. <laughs> but, you know, gotta gotta you got to see the baby. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> come to see that. Uh, we took a lot of photos. We had a good time. We had some snow crab, which I got it a little bit too spicy, which is fine. I, I was able to eat it, but you know, you get it a little too spicy. You don't, you're not able to eat as much as you want. Like you can keep going, but there's a certain like level you get to. You're just like, you know, nostrils running. Not, not fun there. Then took the kiddo to, after my dad left on Saturday, took the kiddo to a San Antonio FC game which we sat behind the goal, nice. Uh, which was which was kind of crazy. And we're there like bef- for warm-ups. And, and it was San Antonio FC versus New Mexico United. Uh, New Mexico United could not hit the goal. So it was just like left, right, all over the place, just bouncing everywhere. Actually very, 
hectic. It, it was a lot of fun. It was a good game. San Antonio FC won the game. The kiddo made it the entire game. I am Ooh, so that did the, the entire game. That's two hours. That's a good one. Yes. Then yesterday, the in-laws came into town. <laughs> Round yep. two. Right, they came into town. Apparently, one of the cousins or something like this basically got uh, got proposed to on Thursday, and they were getting married on Sunday. Okay, okay. so one of the large things. So, uh, Grand, surprise right. wedding. Like, hey, hello. Uh, we were going to celebrate the father in law's birthday. We did the cake, did the candles, sang. They took pictures with the kiddo kindergarten graduation. You got to see the baby, right? And then from there, it's just been back and forth. Now my mother in law is going to be here this week. Uh, helping out with the baby and the wife going back to work. In uh, all, in the meantime, my my favorite basketball team is is a, on the precipice of blowing a three zero lead in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. So, uh, <laughs> me as a Heat fan, if all three of you on this podcast right now, I am not looking at my phone. I am not looking at the internet whatsoever. Okay. Uh, if you guys keep this quiet, and then it, if we're not done with the podcast at this time or at the end, and the game is over. We may get a live reaction of, of what happens, <laughs> good or bad, from the commission, depending on that. And and please do not, please do not update me throughout this okay. podcast. I am I am completely tuned out. I've I've gone into full superstition mode. I have listened to <laughs> the, the Heat Is On by Glenn Fry. Uh, uh, I I don't know how many times today, but I am trying pulling out all the stops. It worked in 2011. Let's hope it works in 2023. Well, today I put out our second of our NCAA non sorry non NCAA cha- national championship graphics. Got a lot of love for BYU hip hop dance. <laughs> they're they're two peat. Very excited for them. I wanted to ask you guys. I dropped it in the chat. What is your favorite one on here? Because the one that no one seems to pick up, but that I enjoy the most, is North Texas's Polo Dynasty. UNT has had a very successful polo program for a long time, and. I went to school there for two degrees, and I did not know this program existed. So I like to share that knowledge with whoever is out there. I also got complained to the only complaint I've gotten so far. I think it was because it was a, mon- uh, a holiday Monday, so we had some lower uh, complaints than usual. That I used the wrong UCLA graphic. That that's not the approved one by the athletics department. Sorry. Sure. Do, do we? Do we? Do we ever use the approved graphic, uh, Pit Girl? Uh, no. And actually, that's that's worth mentioning, because as we talked about the last time, Pitt Hurling's logo slaps and Pitt Hurling's logo slaps in part because the university is very stingy about who can use the actual official approved Pitt logos. And so like Pitt Hurling has this whole custom thing with the skyline and the 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 hurl sticks oh, yeah. and like all that mm-hmm. because they can't use the script Pitt, which is what appears in our graphic for the sake of it space. Does. So. <laughs> yes. The, so, what, what, what were y'all's favorites on this one? I mean, we highlighted the Farmageddon split title and crop judging. I think <laughs> I great. do really enjoy that personally, though. And I made this joke in the Discord earlier. I think it's very funny that USC won Small Trumpet Ensemble, considering they only know one song. <laughs> but I actually found their performance. They did not play uh, Victory for, for Troy, whatever it's called. They did not play that. <laughs> I was expecting it. They did not play that. Do we do we know what opera scenes is exactly? Yes, they put on a small, not an entire opera, but just like a scene of an opera. Okay, in that case, congratulations to Pepperdine. But I think my favorite of these is where did it go? Um, NYU ping pong. Go off NYU ping pong. The NYU Violets, a great name for a team. 
Kamesh, you got one? So this one is kind of funny to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, nobody really mentioned it, but we always get this one every year. Um, is, is the Western Kentucky, the forensics? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is kind of like the, the BYU hip hop thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they just imagine, you know, Big Red at a crime scene. CSI, Big Red, CSI, Bowling Green, Kentucky. It reminds you know, me of, there's a yeah. scene in the, it's the first season of The Wire where mm-hmm. there's that whole season where they, this whole scene where they just say fuck over and over <laughs> again as they're like measuring yes. the, bullet, the bullet trajectories and everything. I just yes. imagine Big Red just fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. That's actually I mean, the only now, word now he you, knows. Now, now you yeah. got me imagining Big Red in The Wire and, you know, we, we could have Big Red coming, um, or we could have Big Red just going, she. She. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, if you don't see your team's championship on there, please yell at us about it so we make sure to remember it, to add it. Iowa State has been pushing for their their rugby championship to come in. I'm trying to figure out how to get in because it's a club rugby championship, I believe, and rugby titles are so split splintered oh, yeah. that – we have people being like, well, that's not real rugby. CRAA rugby's cute, but that's not the real rugby championship. <laughs> oh. God, I love it. I love all of this. Bring it on some more people. I, I love the, the – it's just crazy, like, the, the debate over these little things. that It's like it's non-NCAA. Like, someone's like, you're disrespecting Vanderbilt bowling. And you're like, that's an NCAA title. <laughs> that was my favorite one. I was like, what? I, one, we've actually done that set of titles already. I'll post it yeah. again. But two, that's literally an NCAA title. That's an NCAA championship. Pistol Pete, uh, I'm sorry, not Pistol Pete, Purdue Pete winning ballroom dance is a non-NCAA. I, I can only match. think of that picture of Purdue Pete at the wedding. Yes, that's that's, that's where my mind one, goes to every time. That's exactly where my mind goes every time. I don't I don't know if we can find like Purdue Pete wedding. Yeah, it's got it's got like the first thing, right? Let's see. I, I see, you know, he's I, at the wedding. I got, is he, I got, is he I got it. You got it. Okay, throw it in the. There we go. There it is. Done. Yep. That's exactly what it is. That's that's what I imagine. I, yep. th- that lady looks like it's like this was a blind date. I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about his shoulders and the yeah. jacket they got on him. Yeah. It's very '80s. Got the shoulder pads. I can't tell if that's just from like if the uniform only comes in one direction. Although, I mean, why not just, like, wear a suit and put the head on? I don't know. He, he also has sort of the same problem that the Penn State Nittany Lion does, where, like, his shirt is inside his neck. Yes. And that can't like, possibly be comfortable. The first thing we're going to talk about is something that Auburn started. Like, all good things in college football, Auburn started it, and then it spread elsewhere. <laughs> Auburn's, Ab- Auburn. Auburn. Auburn started with an image that said Auburn that they are the, the, fire. They are the, da, 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 the only da, da, da. SEC school with a Bucky's, which is yes. true. Yes. But then everyone jumps in on this. <laughs> and we get into my favorite thing, which is super hyper local, like localization on like, oh, we're known for having the only on-campus Publix. We have a dinosaur outside our McDonald's. And like all this shit just explodes. And everyone makes these. And I, I thought... When I had the idea to do the Houston Christian only school with a CBS outside of their outside of their football stadium, I thought the joke was already been dead. That's why I didn't do it. Because when this joke hit, I was like, oh, I'm not going to have a chance to do it. It's already been burned through. It has not burned through. This joke is eternal. This joke is going No, it's still going. I don't know why this thing is still fucking going. Because it's funny. It's still going. I don't don't know. Like, basically, the Bucky's thing, I saw it. I was like, okay, I have to bevel. 
I have to bevel this. I'm like, I'm going to bevel this. So I, I bevel the Bucky's graphic. Uh, then Lane Kiffin comes on top with talking about the only SEC school with a Chevron that sells chicken on a stick. By the way, our LSU folks are disputing this claim. Of course they uh, are. I'm just going to say that. They're disputing I this claim. I would believe that. have never been to Baton Rouge, but I would believe they are, that. <laughs> they are disputing this claim. Believe me, Louisiana gas stations and Mississippi gas stations, they, they are known for just having random fried chicken. Uh, and oh, I've been to this Chevron. Yes, I will yeah. defend that fried chicken. Oh, yeah. That fried just, chicken oh, no. is flames. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it, is, it is good stuff. It is some really good fried chicken, all right? Like, this is some good stuff. It, it's amazing. So Lane comes over the top to make fun of Auburn because, you know, he's just trolling. Then Jay Arnold, you know, with his lack of graphic design of his passion jumps in. It's great. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's it's a very bad cutout, and I beveled that. So I was just like, I do I have to keep beveling all of these? I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep beveling. Then after like after one day, I was like, I'm done. I'm not beveling anymore. Uh, even though I did bevel the Baylor Fazoli's one today, but I didn't I didn't, I didn't quote tweet that. So, uh, so I left that one. I just put that in the replies. Like I, I want this on the timeline right now. It's too much. You know, I beveled the Georgia Little Italy. The only SEC school with Little Italy. <laughs> Little Italy. Sure. <laughs> sure. And then I love that one pit person posted that, you know, the only school in the country with two right age right, next to each other. You know, I know one of them used to be an Eckerd. So, you know, rest in peace, Eckerds. Uh, and Rite Aid took them over. I beveled that one because all the pit people that follow us are like, uh, I'm sorry. And including Pit Girl, we're like, uh, Sickos Committee, That's we're going to need the bevel here. You are, when you do it once, you got to do yeah. it for everyone. This gotta, is gotta keep snacks to school. Okay, but Again. also, like, we got to respect the fact that, the, so the Rite Aids are literally, like, ones on Forbes. For, corner of Forbes and Atwood. Rite Aid yeah. are at Forbes and Atwood. You walk up Atwood. Yeah. There's an ice cream shop. There's another Rite Aid. There's a liquor store. The Atwood Rite Aid is better. Um, also, Ooh. shout out to David Andes, which is the reason why the Rite Aids have not just like knocked out the walls and become one large ultra Rite Aid, right? David Andes, excellent ice cream. They put an M&M at the bottom of the waffle cone so the ice cream doesn't drip out. Ten out okay, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. That's, that's pit innovation right there. That's right. Pit, pit innovation. I'm surprised it wasn't a fry at the bottom. Okay. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, South Florida, the head coach. Is joining in because Lane Kiffin got in. The head coach Alex uh, Golesh, the only school on campus uh, with an on-campus Publix. I'm like, okay, I, I actually got the bevel a fried chicken tender sub from Publix. I I thought it was over. I thought it was over. I'm like, okay, we're done. Then Memphis comes in with the only school with a Bass Pro Shops in a pyramid, and there's like fish. They're, they know their audience. <laughs> they know it. They know it. Like they they're definitely you know. I don't think they follow us, but they're probably full cast listeners. That is just, that's the trump card. I'm like, Memphis wins this. It's over. It's done. Then App State comes back and they come back and it's like the only school with a double decker Wendy's. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> who, needs I got that much, who needs that much Wendy's? I got to, App State, I, if apparently. you look at the bottom of that one, if you look at the bottom of that in the fine print of the App State Wendy's, Mm -hmm. Just like, just expand that one and look at it and just read what it says. There's a Wendy's in Boone that opened in 1977 and added a second story in 1993. That's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> That's what it says on the 10. Fine. Sir, this is a two story and Wendy's. The fine print on these has been the best part, like consistently throughout. Yeah. <laughs> sir, sir, this is a, a, 
a double decker Wendy's. I got to I got to bevel uh, I got to bevel a, a frosty and and you know a, a Dave's double, which was great. And I'm like, okay, there's a little bit of a lull here. And then the West Coast wakes up, and here comes Arizona, the only school in the Pac-12 with a dinosaur outside of a McDonald's. Sure. And, and so like I I'm like wait wait there's a dinosaur outside of a McDonald's in Tucson Arizona. I, I Google it, and there's a giant T-Rex, which is a controversial thing, apparently, in Tucson. Some people want to remove it. There's, like, fences around it. I, I, I bevel the graphic, and then all of a sudden, I, I was like, we have something called the Bevelsaurus. So. <laughs> like, McDonald's used to have personalities. Yes. There were, I mean, I, I clearly remember the old play areas, like the jail, like the Mc... Mc- the, uh, like the hamburger, hamburger jury. There was like a hamburger jail. Yes. That you could like play in. Yeah. That's when they sell metal things outside <laughs> that would scorch you <laughs> and burn you. That's right. That's how I grew up. That's right. Back in my day, we Back went in my to day. hamburger. We went to hamburger jail and, <laughs> and, and those weird metal springy things that you would just sit on and rock back and forth aimlessly for 30 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, they, it was actually an officer big. It was on. It was. A, it was an officer Big Mac jail. Oh. I assume the hamburger went. Hamburger went in there. What one would think? I, mm-hmm. I think the hamburger probably escaped because those bars are pretty wide. Yeah, I mean, you could get a four-year-old in and out of there pretty easily. I think so. There's more that I I've seen. Like South Carolina had one with you know a bunch of fine print on it. The one from Baylor where they asked me to bevel today. They were like the only Big Twelve school. With the Fazoli's within a half mile of campus, <laughs> I'm like, they're like, "Come on, Sikos committee, can you bevel this for me, please?" I'm like, "Okay, fine, anything for Fazoli's." Uh, but oh, said said no one ever. God, you know, honestly, there was a Fazoli's that opened in Monroe while I was in school, and to have drive-through pasta, even though it took forever. I don't know. I don't want those words. I don't want pasta. pasta. As someone Seriously. from the Northeast where there's like a sizable Italian population, this makes me yeah. like hurt inside. The only reason I, I even, know, huh? the only reason I even know like what Fazoli's is, is because my favorite roommate from college was from Indianapolis and had briefly worked at yeah. one. And all of this just like go to a normal Italian place, people. This is not hard. Hey, I mean, you're a broke college kid, and you want to spend seven dollars for some chicken fettuccine Alfredo. We have those oh, here. They're run by actual Italian people. Well, I mean, you're in Monroe, Louisiana. That that probably yeah. not go the to place. Cat- thing. Then take your seven dollars to Catfish Cabin. I mean, well, it was ten ninety five for all you can eat, but okay. Oh, okay, okay. Still, <laughs> you know, yeah. again, if I'm cutting costs, you know, it's a little bit more than a hot and ready, and I feel like I'm eating good. And they gave you two breadsticks, but uh... right. <laughs> those those salty, garlicky, like fake buttery breadsticks. Oh yes, yes. Just the it's it just like the mini subway breads. With, That's okay. Like it looks like there's like chives and parsley on it or whatever. There's it not. Just, it was just there's it was not. just not not. It, they weren't good. Whatever. You're in college. You're hungry. You only have like five bucks, seven bucks. So this trend continues. Hopefully, we'll see if it continues to through tomorrow. Once I drop kid off from school, I'll finish the Houston Christian one I have going. But I don't know that it's going to last that long. Uh, we got to get the CBS you know, up there though. We could probably we could probably do that, and I wanted to do a ULM one with the only Sunbelt school with a catfish cabin and like just a picture of catfish. Oh, cabin. I can do that. Yeah, and then Terry Bowden in the corner, 
uh, you know, maybe Gold Terry, right? Throw in, throw in the library, Golden Terry, of course. Just throw in one of those. If you're gonna do the CVS, we'll do one for ULM too. Because okay, I'll do those. ULM's social media is is um, I don't know. They don't seem to be active too much. And it's be- I, it's be- I it's because I assume that they don't pay anyone to do it. <laughs> I, I feel that's the way, and I'm like, I almost want to email them, hey, this is the Sickos Committee. Can can we run your Twitter? <laughs> like, can we run ULM's Twitter, please? Like, any, can we just Any do brands it? that are listening, Southland, I think you're listening. Southland if you Conference, are, let us listening. run your Twitter account for a couple weeks. ULM Warhawks. I know there's like maybe one podcast listener if you're a part of ULM. The, the new athletic director, please let us take over ULM's social media accounts and just let us do it for a day. At least, just give us a trial run, see what happens. <laughs> give us the give us the keys for like a day, and then if we fail horribly, sorry, it cost you nothing, but but hilariousness on on our part. And and uh, let, let's go Warhawks, of course. Just replying to everyone who tags that account with ULM mentioned. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that would already so, be better. Yeah, definitely. Anytime somebody mentions the the Minnesota city of New Ulm. Or anybody post something about the city in, in was is it in Germany? Oh, in Germany. Oh, yes. Yeah. So any just search Twitter. Anytime you see the combination letters of ULM, just just we'll post the meme. ULM mentioned. <laughs> so let's go on to some yeah. actual. On the subject of uh, new athletic directors. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We got a segue, folks. Oh my God, <laughs> Gary Barta retired from Iowa. So that means that. Do we Does know? Brian report directly to the president of the university at this point? Oh, that's <laughs> such a good I question. Would assume so. Is it effective immediately? Like, did they give a date? I haven't seen a date. This was like an all-time before Memorial Weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, yeah, this show. was absolutely no just, I'm going to slide this under the door and walk away. <laughs> I, I think he's around for a little while longer. The person, okay. that, the person that's replacing him, or that everyone has said it's going to replace him, she was the associate AD now. She came from Bowling Green, I believe. Mm. Someone give me her name. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not typing on the internet. Sorry. Okay. ESPN says Gary Barta is retiring effectively, uh, or retiring effective August 1st. So Brian okay. still reports to Gary af- until August 1st. It's Beth, it's Beth Gertz. Yes. G-O-E-T-Z. I would say Gertz was... probably in. Okay. But yeah. I was going to German. I was going heavy German apparently, but yeah, sure. We'll go with that. She was the AD at Bowling Green, I believe, and it went to Iowa as the associate AD. She was at Ball sort State of, per ESPN. Ball State, sorry. Damn, so close. Same, I, same thing, right? <laughs> Come on, Mac people. Just tell me it's the same thing. Bowling Green, Ball State, same thing. You just that, Mac people that, who get upset at you here. Come at me. Falcons versus Cardinals. <laughs> I know, the blood I know, feud. That she was, everyone had said basically because she took the step down to come to Iowa that she was being lined up as the next AD, which, so this all makes sense in that case. I don't know that anyone quite knew the timeline on it, but yeah, this all of a sudden changes some things. Gary Barr has been, been there for 20 years, almost. 17. It's been 17. Yeah. So, so Gary Barta has never had to hire a football coach. (laughs) Had never had to hire, I, I believe a baseball coach. Yeah. Never had to hire, uh, I believe, a women's basketball coach. The only one that he had to hire was the men's basketball coach, which he got Fran McCaffrey. So, yeah. Did, did uh, pretty well. I mean, that... I mean, just just chilling Gary Barta. Uh, he was also on the college football playoff committee. 
uh, where not, a not lot of just people, not just on the committee. The chair. He was he was this man who spoke very poorly. So that's that's basically my position that I was I was mocking when we created the sickos committee. Was yeah. it the Gary Barda position? Yeah. Okay. So that yeah, basically, we we started spoofing because of the college football playoff chairman Gary Barda, uh, affectionately known as Gary Farda, in <laughs> mm-hmm. many different. What was it? FOIA request that Matt Brown made. He found out the name Gary Farda uh, multiple times. Yes. yes. So that was shout out Matt Brown extra points. But yeah, so basically we we created the Sickos Committee, and my position is basically in honor of of Gary Barda. I'm not retiring anytime soon. I'll just say that. I just want to take a second to appreciate the final quote of the ESPN article about this, which says, and I quote. The body of work at Iowa, he's had his share of controversies, as everyone does. But the body of work is extraordinarily good. Former Big 12 commissioner and Iowa athletic director Bob Bowlesby told ESPN. I'm glad he's (laughs) getting out on his own terms and hope he enjoys his retirement. (laughs) When Bob Bowlesby's throwing you the lifeline, oh God. I mean, it would have been better if it came from Larry Scott, former Pac-12 commissioner. (laughs) So yeah, Gary Bard is out of there and... This throws a lot of the stuff up in the air. Although, like I said, that Beth gets Gertz Gates is going to still be there, and she was probably at least adjacent to the Brian Ferentz contract. I assume that'll be carried out, but I also would see that this is also a good chance for all the Ferences to decide to maybe make a break with Iowa as this new director comes in if the season doesn't go as well i i'm very interested that like she left bowling green to become the athletic all state all state oh, sorry. Oh, okay you got me confused all state. it was ball state. State. sorry cardinals uh, i love you muncie indiana i got that correct um so shout out to the culvers on i forgot the name of the road there but shout out to the culvers and in, in, in muncie yeah it's weird there was the athletic director in in waiting which is strange uh I feel like maybe Barda knew this. We had no idea about the timeline. It's great. A lot of fun. We're going to see what the Ferences bring this season. It's going to be a blast. A lot of drama with Iowa athletics due to Gary Barda. And he's like, I'm probably going to peace out now. There has been some college baseball news. Teams are making the college world series. The, they have those like regional tournaments. I, my knowledge of the college world series, college baseball, like it's a little, Last year was the first year I actually like really figured out how to du- how a double elimination tournament actually worked. Oh yeah, I finally figured out like how that worked. So well, I'm, I mean, I'm catching up. You have a a former college like baseball player in a mirror wise, but uh, you have a former baseball player, and I, I've paid attention to the College World Series a lot. There was a time in the early you know 2000s where ULM would make the regionals frequently, and so they they would always be probably going to the Baton Rouge regional to face LSU. Uh, and and get crushed or maybe make it to the end in the double elimination tournament. And LSU was this, what they called gorilla ball machine, where they would just hit nothing but home runs, which is ridiculous. Some crazy stacked teams at LSU, but I'm very familiar with this tournament. We we set a record this weekend, though, for a team to win an auto bid to make the College World Series field. It, it is your Tulane Green Wave. Woo! There were 18... There were 18 and 40, and they upset East Carolina to win the American champions. Yeah, they did. That's a winning 
That's only percentage of uh, 0.450, by the way. <laughs> that's right. That's a good batting average. Oh, yeah. That's right. Tulane now got it going on. So Tulane has made it to the College World Series Regional. They are going to be the four seed in the Baton Rouge Regional, and they have to play LSU right away. Now, Tulane's made the College World Series one time, but they had not made a tournament since 2016. And they fired their coach midseason, so they have that interim coach bump. So the, the wave is, is, is rolling uh, into the postseason, and they likely stole a bid from Kansas State, I believe. So Tulane football beat Kansas State uh, this year uh, in football, and then they knock them out of the uh, College World Series. So uh, the Big Easy takes a bite out of the Little Apple. <laughs> I love I love the regionals because it's always three teams that are kind of close together and someone who has to travel across the country. My favorite one this so far is the Stanford Regional, which is Stanford, San Jose State, which is next door, basically, Cal State Fullerton, about four or five hours away, a little further away, and Texas A&M. <laughs> Enjoy your West Coast trip. My other favorite one is the Baton Rouge Regional, which is LSU, Tulane, Sam Houston State, pretty close, and Oregon State. <laughs> Beavers, enjoy your trip to Baton Rouge. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Kansas State, I believe, made the College World Series. Hold on. Let me make sure. Let me see what we got. Everyone Googling K-State baseball. It looks like they made it. So I'm trying to really? see if I can get really? that. No, no bid. I don't, no bid. No bid. First four no out. No bid. Okay, so that was... There was there were the one in the first four out, so I was correct there. I, we could probably cut that. That's fine. Yeah, don't worry, it's fine. Yes, uh, other, other just just so I add a couple more that I really enjoy in all this. The Tuscaloosa Regional is Alabama, Nickel State, Troy, and Boston College. <laughs> I think I think BC's really mad because they thought they should get a regional. Yeah. So BC's kind of one of those teams that that thought they were going to host a regional, and then they got to go to Tuscaloosa as about, a two. How- how about two, this right? one? Yeah, uh, yeah. How about how about this? Auburn, mm-hmm. Sanford, mm-hmm. okay, Sanford, Southern Sam. Miss, okay. and uh, and and Penn. Sure. <laughs> the Quakers. Let's go. Ivy League winner, right? Yes. Shout out to FAMU for making the College World Series field too. Oh, also Florida another A&M. great one. The, the Gainesville Regional, also a yes. great one. Florida, Florida A and M, Texas Tech. So, but that's like that's a ways, right? But yeah. then but then you add UConn. <laughs> There's always one. The Columbia, South Carolina Regional. South Carolina, Campbell, NC State, and Central Connecticut State. Wow, two Connecticut schools in baseball? Okay, this is making me feel like maybe BC should have had a regional just so they could have sent UConn and Central Connecticut there and then sent like UCLA or whatever to BC just for fun. Send Oregon State to, to stores. There's so many like like I for some reason yeah. it always ends the up the Conway way. Regional is three Carolina teams and one from New Jersey. Yeah, you know? it's it's beautiful. These are all great. It's always by regional. It's three teams and then someone who has to take a red eye. Congratulations, you is, drew is the one, short straw. Yeah. So the, the College World Series is one of these things is not like the other regional. Exactly. So, <laughs> that's what it is. I love the tournament. It's great. It's a lot of fun. It's double elimination. Basically, one versus four, two versus three, and then let's do the crazy double elimination. Then it's the super regional, which is the best two out of three, and then bam, you're going to Omaha and gonna drink a lot of Jello shots because I don't know if anybody's gonna beat the Ole Miss total of Jello shots. No, uh, because I don't think Ole Miss, the Ole Miss didn't even make the SEC tournament this year. No, no, yeah. and neither Mississippi State, who won it two years ago. That's hmm. right. So Mississippi's just 
you know, that's fine. They got a lot of jello shots. They're fine. Uh, they're good for a few years. They don't want to go drink anymore. I'm probably still sure. Stillwater Regional. Oklahoma State, Oral Roberts, which is in Oklahoma, yeah. Dallas Baptist, which is close by, yeah. and Washington. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Dude does not miss. Enjoy your trips, guys. My God. Before we get into our games for this evening and our our top team who is below 500 all time we want to plug a couple of things first off we're plugging our patreon for three dollars a month you can just say thank you and help us do fun things for five dollars a month you get to come in and join us on the discord we've had a bunch of new people join they've really enjoyed t- right now they're enjoying looking at the graphics we're posting from the podcast and joining the other conversations it's not just about sickos sports we also have stuff like Cannibals, which is about animals and food and drinks and degenerate behaviors with all three. Wait, no, cut that. <laughs> then we have things like our conversation pit, where we just talk about whatever. We have serious college football discussions. We have our college football discussions. We have the wear and what do we call it now? Wear and care. Wear and care. Wear yeah. and care, which is about sneaker fits and keeping yourself healthy. Yeah. And then we have a bunch of other stuff about. Just, I mean, there's there's a gambling channel if you're into that. Where we're not into it. We, there's something called the book club. There's a trivia channel, which I, I think Pit Girl, a big fan of. What is that called? The Learn League. Learn, Learn League. Yes, yeah. uh, Learn League is like a whole League. other thing that we'll tell you all about if you join the Discord. That's yes. right. Yeah, there's a there's a channel for video games, which I'm sure is just inundated with uh, talking about the the new Zelda game. And just any other video games, movies, TV, music, podcasts. We have we have it all. We also have some channels for some of our favorite podcasts, uh, like Split Zone Duo, which is this is not an ad for them, along with the Shutdown Fullcast, which is basically why we originally joined this Discord. So we want to welcome you to our home where we originated from, and you can join that five dollars a month. If you don't even know what Discord is, or it, it basically it's an awesome chat community, a bunch of awesome people where we chat and. You know, just made a lot of friendships throughout the, the COVID pandemic and, you know, got to know each other in a nice way. We follow each other. A lot of us follow each other on Twitter. And this is kind of how the committee came about uh, us bouncing, uh, you know, ideas off of people we never met before in real life. And we we joined together and, and now we created this podcast along with this insane Twitter account, and this is how we started. If you want to see where it started from and you want to be a part of it, come on in. The, the water's fine. Also, if you want to get some of our merch, you can go You can go to the Sickos Committee store. It's the first thing that comes up. I just made sure of that. We got yeah. coffee mugs. We got shirts. We got stickers. We got posters. So get yourself some merch. Join in the Discord and all that stuff. I realized that I totally skipped out on something. <laughs> hey, Pit Girl, talk about your last experiences. So, Sorry. yes, I went to the um, NCAA Men's Lacrosse Final Four this weekend with friend of the show at D-Day Lax on Twitter, who is my cousin. And it was great. He suggested it. I do not normally watch lacrosse. Pitt does not have men's lacrosse. Uh, we have a very new women's lacrosse team. Uh, but it's really good. It's sort of like, I, I as I mentioned on the last show, it's sky hockey. Uh, so if you watch hockey... Wait, is, this, is this why your hurling team is so good? Because all your <laughs> lacrosse talent goes to hurling? <laughs> Maybe. But it's it was really fun. Um, it was it was sold out on Saturday. I it looked like it was sold out today as well. I did not go today. The link. I had other at the link. At, yes at the link in Philly. Um, and about 
15,000 showed up for the D2 and D3 finals, had a lot of fun, saw a lot of schools who were not among fans who were there, saw a lot of schools who were not participating represented, had a lot of fun just counting schools. Shout out to Elizabethtown College, uh, very near to my hometown, who I saw people wearing gear for. Yeah, good time, good tailgate crew, good, just, yeah, good vibes all around and very enjoyable game games i should acknowledge the ongoing controversy regarding the quarterfinal involving penn state there's a rule in lacrosse where it's sort of similar to goaltender interference in hockey where basically you can't be in in the crease and shoot okay and it's a no goal but there's no instant replay in lacrosse and the goal in overtime in the Penn State game shot by Duke was very clearly upon replay the the guy that shot it was in the crease but the ref didn't catch it so the goal stood so uh NCAA maybe maybe consider doing replay for tournament games I don't know man just a thought there's no replay no replay what nope so 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 lax needs VAR yep apparently yep all right (laughs) no VAR in lacrosse uh, who won the D2 and D3? Uh, Salisbury won D3. Um, oh, yes, our, our, seag- our Seagulls. Our Seagulls, That's yes. They, they staked their claim to the national championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sorry, somebody made that joke in the replies, and I wanted to say it on the podcast. That's good. The uh, D2 lacrosse national championship was Mercyhurst and a tiny little school from North Carolina whose name I, of course, cannot can no longer remember. Oh, Lenore Ryan is the winner of the D2 championship. Um, okay. congratulations. Is that, is that just them. like a person? L-E-N-O-I-R. So not Lenore, like the Edgar Allan Poe poem. Oh, and Ryan, like the river. R- no, not like... It's got a Y yeah. in it. R- oh, Ryan. it's like okay. French. It's straight, like yeah. Lenore hyphen Ryan. Yes. Um, oh, man. And they, What's their mascot? They put a pretty hefty beating on Mercyhurst, unfortunately. Um, oh, my and God, And I was rooting yes. for them because they're from Erie. So, uh, but good for them. Great game. They were... Mercyhurst seemed small and their goalie in particular was like like five six like you could tell we were sitting up in the upper deck and you could tell he was short but admirable performance regardless and very enjoyable to watch so uh, Lenore Ryan their football team has gone to five bowl games including the Pythian Bowl nice the Cigar Bowl oh the Palmetto Shrine Bowl nice and two and two NAIA Holiday Bowls I, I want to say that their mascot for Lenora Ryan University is Joe and Josie Bear. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah I dropped, dropped a picture of them in the Beautiful. Discord. They are. There we go. Getting to know you. I kind of love like their logo. Bears to me, but it's well established that no one who makes these mascots has ever seen the animal. Well, it's, it's also very clear that panthers aren't real. We've covered this many times. <laughs> I love I love this one I just threw in there. It's Lenora Ryan Volleyball. It says, getting to know you, Joe Bear. Fun fact: I took a, a month long nap once. <laughs> favorite favorite musician: Meatloaf. Favorite movie: Jungle Book. Favorite snack: Blueberry pie. And motivational word: Go Bears. That's not a word. That's, that's not a word. <laughs> also, shout out to the women's winners. D three was won by Middlebury. D two won by Pace, and D one by. The Northwestern Wildcats. Congratulations, Northwestern. Shout out shout out to Stu Gotts' daughter. Northwestern oh, that's Wildcats. Right. That's yes. right. Shout out to the Wildcats. The I I mean, I have never seen rabid Northwestern fans, right? <laughs> and I'm watching the women's lax championship. And then this this one person that is doing like the cats, 
and the paws and she's a face painter and she's just going to town rah, rah, like for the Northwestern Wildcats. I, I'm just trying to imagine somebody doing that in Ryan Field for Northwestern football right now. I don't I don't know if that would ever happen, though. There were a, also, a lot of rabid lacrosse fans. Um, so many bucket hats, oceans of bucket hats. Um, buy a sickos committee bucket hat you know you'll fit right yeah. in there um, you know, uh, yeah also I should all... mention that after the Penn State game somebody threw something on the field and the link had a oh, graphic no. ready to go about how throwing stuff on the field is an arrestable offense go birds go birds uh, girl, I meant to ask you Pit Girl I know you weren't at the final game today but the score was something you're familiar with wasn't it, it was and I did watch it on TV um, okay it was it was the good score. The good score has chosen to smile upon us once again. So congratulations, Notre Dame, you have been chosen. Sorry, in Notre Dame correspondent Kevin, our uh, <laughs> our master keeps... spreadsheeter, it just it keeps, keeps showing up. up. We said this last podcast. It just shows up naturally in the wild. It just happens. So uh, it is the golden ratio of college sports. Like... It, it is just it is just something that. It's it's magical. It, it reminds us of 2007. And Beth, our, our West Virginia West Virginia correspondent, Hilljack correspondent, not a big fan <laughs> of of the score. And every time we post the score, there's West Virginia fans, and the replies are saying, "I am never gonna live this down." I'm like, probably not. Nope. Uh, and it's you know me just thinking about things that I'll, I'll never live down, fan wise. So yeah, uh, you know, I I can definitely understand that. There's there's been many things in my fandom where you know the it's a lot of heartbreak where you just don't want to forget. You never want to hear two words together. You never want to uh, you know the miracle and then like a city in Minnesota. You don't want to hear that those two words together unless you're a, a certain fan of of, of a, a a Nordic type of you know, football team fan or something like that. But I'm not a big fan of that. And, and you know, there's other scores where, you know, they're, you know, if, if you're from Georgia or anything like that, or if it's, it's March, <laughs> or if it's March 28th, you, you never want to hear that either. So I can empathize with West Virginia fans. So, I, and I, and, you know, just, I'm in the middle of one right now. I have no idea what's going on. So I, I am just like tortured mind prison right now. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't mean to do this, but I definitely just just typed in thirteen nine to see what came up, and got some a Bible verse here I'd like to like to share with you guys. Okay, it's, he, it's Hebrews thirteen nine. Hebrews thirteen nine. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be reading the uh, the New International Version, my personal favorite. And and oh, hold on, let me do this first, like Catholic Catholic Mass. And now a reading from Hebrews thirteen nine. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating with, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. That's right. Now, I want to switch you to the KJV though, because oh, the King there's, James, a, there's a better the translation King, here. The King James version. You just you dropped the KJV on us. Yeah, the, the KJV. Shout this out Vacation Bible School, which is also for, in our Discord. <laughs> shout, shout out, shout out, shout out Jason my, Kirk. Shout out for my my BYU friends here. Yes. Uh, be not carried away. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats. And I have a problem with this. Oh. I think I think grace should come with meat as well. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this just saying that we should not eat Arby's because they have the meats? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> the heart should be established with grace, not with meats. 
Does, has someone told Texas A&M about this? <laughs> no. We'll have to have Jay come back. Jay's got to come back. We got to read the, the King the King, the King Jay version. <laughs> Meats <of> the... <laughs> is so much better than ceremonial foods. Meats. Arby's. We have the meat. Nope, can't do it. Can't have the meats. Sorry, it says it in the Bible. So the, so the game is over. Do you want to know the score? Oh, God. <laughs> it's over? Over. Oh, no. It's, 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 oh, uh, no, I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, okay? No. Okay. Oh, Boston, Boston 84. Oh, God. Miami 103. What? Yeah. <laughs> they won, they won games. Nuked. It's over. Nuked them. Nuked them. You're not, yeah. you're not, you're not, you're not <laughs> with me right now? No, it's over. No, no over. the Celtics did all that in game six, and I watched the end of it with my cousin, the Celtics fan. They did all that. Are you serious? Just to get their shit wrecked. It's over. Yep. And, and they managed. They managed an eighteen point fourth quarter. Just could not do anything. Okay, I, I just like looked it up. Yep. Can Can you insert this? I demand you to insert this right now. Okay. Give me the heat is on right now. <laughs> In this motherfucker <laughs> right now, because my God, if they would have blown a three nothing lead, this, oh my God. If they would have done it, oh god, I would have been in a lot of pain. It was, oh my god, they did it. Oh, you sons of bitches! You're probably gonna get killed by the Nuggets, but oh yeah, no, we're all just getting in line to get killed. We're by just the getting. Uh, just, I'm about to play this in my headphones right now. Let's crank it up, Glenn Frey. Let's go, Glenn Frey of the Eagles. Let's go, because what I, I, this is from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. It is. Just imagine the video. It's like clips of Axel Foley doing awesome shit. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> so if you do that, let's 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 play this in my headphones. If you would play this for me, please, Spotify. Was so. this the was this the only time someone has ever? No. So there's been a couple times that that, that has happened the game seven, but nobody has ever lost the game seven. And me being a Heat fan, and I'm like, oh my god, we're an eight seed. If anyone anyone were to blow this. It would be the eight seed that is just unexpectedly, you know, doing this. It's just crazy. My Spotify is broken. It won't play the heaters on for me right now. Too many people streaming it. The server is just completely overloaded I, by Heat fans. The, the Spotify application is not responding. Beautiful. I broke Spotify by trying to listen to the heaters on. So uh, let's let's play this in here just for me. I don't care. Give me the crazy saxophone. Yeah, banana, I got you. Banana, banana, banana. Oh my God! Thank, thank, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, King James Version. The only, the only, <laughs> the only four times that's ever happened in the NBA: oh the, the, the fifty-one finals, the Knicks versus the Rochester Royals, the ninety-four Western Conference second round was the Nuggets and the Jazz, the 03 Western Conference first round, which was the Blazers and the Mavericks. And in the 2023 Eastern Conference Finals, the Celtics and the Heat. And no no NBA team has ever overcome the 0-3 deficit. There we go. Of course, when I look up when I scroll up and look at successful comebacks under the NHL, 42, the uh Toronto Maple Leafs managed to overcome that. Congratulations, guys. Oh my god. Oh god, I am so relieved. Well now, now that you have now that you have that in your soul. <sighs> do let's let's jump on to our best teams of all time thing. Because okay, you got lots it. of history to do with our beloved, who won our poll. 
Yes. We did a the poll. Beloved Iowa State. We did a poll, and uh, I broke Spotify. It's a lot of fun. I can't listen to anything right now, so the, Spotify is not responding. Uh, it's amazing, and I don't care. I will play it on my phone. Let's see if that works. Let's do that here. <laughs> I don't have no idea. It says it's on the laptop. Oh, it's it's not working on the laptop. Oh, this is just great. All right, so we're on the best teams of all time for teams that are below 500 all time. Part 21 of 39. Can we you, may actually get this done this summer, guys. We, we may actually get this. I, like, I haven't mapped it out, but I don't even know how many podcasts we're doing. I don't even know if we're going to do another one this week. Who knows? We're playing it by ear, folks. So Linear time. Point, it re- was a mistake. I also realized at some point we actually have to start doing previews. I'm not sure what it's going to look like yet, but we'll figure that out. I, know. Preview? I did do like a lot of like typing for something that's coming out uh, in, in a couple of months. And it I was very good. I appreciate Jordan doing a lot of editing because I am not a grammatical genius. Yeah, I appreciate Jordan doing some editing for me. I, I appreciate him doing the, the graphics for the thing that we launched for Memorial Day, which is the, the crazy nicknames that we had of the World War II. Those were also uh, great. Those are, oh, I mean, God. Like, I mean, there was like someone. My, like, my, so also, my apologies. I, I fucked up the Albany one because you <laughs> put a question mark on the New York thing. And all, yeah. all the other ones that you weren't sure about, I double checked it on Wikipedia, and I didn't check that one. I just like went with the gut. I was like, "Oh, there was probably a pre-flight Navy Navy base in Albany, New York." When thinking about it in a second in, again, like probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like Albany, New York. I'm like, I couldn't think of another Albany, and apparently, well, there's one in California. There's always which, one, fucking which made California. sense because they're the Beach Busters, and there's not a beach in <laughs> Albany, New York. <laughs> Uh, but I clicked the link and I, it didn't tell me where it was from. So I was like, whatever, whatever, we'll, we'll do it from there. So uh, the best season of all time for teams that are below 500 of all time, we are doing Iowa State. They won the poll. Uh, they won it very convincingly, too. And the Iowa State Cyclone fans just went to town on this poll. They won by, I think, 7 or 8% of the vote. So there was four schools. We did Washington State, Oregon State. Iowa State, and then we did New Mexico. Basically, Iowa State ran away with this poll. So I want to give a couple shout-outs to some teams that I went through the history. I just want to give a shout-out to the team, the Iowa State team, 1923 through 1927. Iowa State finished every single year in that time period as 4, 3, and 1. <laughs> <laughs> so five straight years, the Iowa State Cyclones were 4, 3, and 1. When your car is just stuck in second gear. Seriously. <laughs> Doing exactly enough. <laughs> just oh, yeah. like making it from point A to point B, Iowa State Cyclones football. Because I'm looking at the Winsipedia and they do the graph where you go up and down and everything. And then if you look at 1923 through 1927, flat it's line. just flat across. And there's like dots for each year. And I'm like, did they stop playing football? And I... <laughs> And it would have been great if they lost to the same teams every year, but they did not. So it would have been amazing. Perfectly balanced, not. as all things should be. <laughs> Perfectly balanced Iowa State football. That's right. Unfortunately, they are not. It was uh, grim on either side of that stretch, too. Seriously, so. yeah. It was very grim. That was, so that was, a, that was a, pla- a, a little plateau on a field. Yes. Now, I know saw, there was, as a doctor, I saw that. I would be very worried about your health. Definitely. I know <laughs> there was the Jack the Jack Trice situation in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So them, you know, with the Jack Trice in Minnesota, they, they stopped playing each other in that area. So them being 4-3-1, and one, 
that a yeah. team has the same exact record for five straight years. That doesn't happen too often in any type of professional sport. So I'm going to give another shout out to 1938 Iowa State, 7-1-1. They were no. They did not win the conference title due to Oklahoma being undefeated. Uh, shout out to the 1971 Iowa State, coached by Johnny Majors. Huh. Hey, hey, they went to their first bowl game at eight and three, but they lost to LSU 33 15 in the Sun Bowl. Um, also, in that conference it, that year, Oklahoma ranked first, Nebraska ranked second, Colorado ranked third in the same conference as Iowa State. What kind of shit is this? They get stacked. My God. One, two, and three, all in the same conference. But, hey, he got Iowa State to a bowl game. Shout out to 1976, 77, and 78 Iowa State, coached by Earl Bruce. They finished 8-3, and 8-4, and 8-4, and four, almost duplicated the lovely 4-3-1. and one. They made two bowl games, but he could not get their win in a bowl game. Couldn't do it. Shout out to 2000 Iowa State, 9-3, and three, got their first bowl win. The Insight.com Bowl. They won 37-29 against Pit Pit Girls Pit Team. So the 2000 Pit. Wait, their first bowl win was in 2000? Yes, that really reminds me of the New Orleans Saints a lot because their first playoff win was in 2000. So it kind of felt like the world except, was ending. Except, except. I would say they've been the, playing a lot the, longer. The Saints have only been playing for like. 50 years. I was actually playing football since 1892. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's really amazing. So they, they've been playing for a long, <laughs> long time. So they finally got their first bowl win. They made a few bowl games. Also, I want to give a shout out to 2020 Iowa State, Matt Campbell. They did win the Fiesta Bowl. Mm-hmm. So that's their first and only, yeah. only New Year's Six Bowl. And they beat Oregon, who was ranked 25 at the time. They they only have two conference titles in their history, and they're both split titles with Nebraska in 1911 and 1912. They uh, <laughs> they do have one they do have one co Big 12 North title in 2004, but Colorado got the nod to go to the championship game. They have six second place conference finishes in their history, uh, and they've never had a 10 win season in the program's history. It, it, it really seems unfair to Iowa State that they had to be a, in a conference with historical powers of Oklahoma and Nebraska. That was it's a just, really rough Big 8 for a long time. Or Big 6, Big 7, Big 8, whatever you want to call big it. Big yeah. 6, Big 7, Big 8. I mean, you throw in Colorado in the, in the Big 8. This is – it does not seem to be a fair life for the Iowa State Cyclones at all. So I I just don't know what happened there. It, it just seemed like, like fate for Iowa State to not have a really, 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 really easy conference or maybe like somebody that could have some down years because Oklahoma and and Nebraska really didn't have too many down years, unfortunately for them. So I made the ruling. Kamish made the executive ruling. We're going to rule the best team of all time as the 1906 Iowa State Cyclones. So they were called, you know, uh, they were like Iowa A&M. They were like ISC at this time. Uh, their head coach was Albert Wells uh, Ristine, which uh, he went by A.W. Ristine. He was uh, an American football player and coach. I, I checked to see if he was affiliated with A.W. Root Beer. Unfortunately, he was not. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Ristine was a track and field star with a running broad jump of 21 feet and seven and a half inches as a freshman in 1899. Apparently that was notable in 1899. I have no say, that sounds okay. I don't know what the record is right now, but apparently it was notable in 1899. So 
Big Keep talking. I'm going to find this for track you. Track sickos, let us know in the comments. That's right. Track sickos, track and field sickos. As a freshman in 1899, uh, he was a player on the 1901 Harvard National Championship winning team. Uh, Ristine, the right halfback, wore number 19 in 1901 and started the 22 to nothing surprising victory over Yale. Yale, who uh, was 11-0-1 going into the game, had only allowed 15 points in 11 prior games that season, and then they got their ass beat by Harvard, 22-0 in that game. And Harvard uh, smoked them and won the national championship. Ristine was born in Fort Dodge, Iowa, and then he went to Harvard, and then he came all the way back home to Ames, Iowa, essentially. He was hired in 1902. The newspaper headline I have here, a new coach for Ames, which they were just called Ames at the time. A.W. Ristine, the Harvard Hall back, uh, I'm sorry, the Harvard halfback, uh, to train players at State College. He is a Western man with Eastern training, triangular meat. I was really confused by that, but then they started talking about his hiring, and then they mentioned something about track and field in the same headline. Okay. So I was very confused there, what's going on there. So after he was graduation. A, he was meat who looked triangular. Uh, his meat looked triangular. Okay. So, aye, aye, aye. After graduation, he graduated from Harvard and basically was like, I'm done. And he served as the, as the seventh head coach at Iowa State University in football. He held that position for five seasons from 1902 to 1906. So his basically his last year with Iowa State football was this, this best season of all time. His career coaching record at Iowa State was 36 10 and one jesus all right all right that's really good it is really, really good. good right uh to this day this ranks him fourth at iowa state in total wins with 36 and first at iowa state in winning percentage for coaches at iowa state with more than one season coach the third coach in iowa state's history with 42 wins is clay stapleton Matt Campbell, the current coach, is second with 46 wins. And Dan Carney is first with 56 wins. We're looking at about over a century ago, and Iowa State has only extended the all-time winningest coach by 20 wins. That's, yeah. Bleak. Bleak, whenever, Iowa State. Whenever we talk about Matt Campbell being, like, completely one of the best coaches ever at Iowa State, there is a reason. They'll, they will put his name on buildings mm-hmm. for what he's mm-hmm. done there. Yes, guaranteed. And... You know, honestly, he deserves it. Looking at this history, this is insane. Yeah, it it, it just seems like I it's feel like, like it's like going to a Scottish buffet. There's nothing. Well, I want if to he eat. if he sticks around, we're going to talk about him the same way that we talk about Bill Snyder, right? That's exactly yeah. correct. like that's it. Definitely. Or, or or even Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. Like I I hate like I hate to say that, but who, like the Northwestern thing is pretty lean too. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll have Doctor Garage on to talk about Northwestern at some point, <laughs> whenever his schedule. Lightens up and he can join the pod for that. So I, I took a picture of uh, Ristine on the Harvard team. So I, I circled it in purple for some odd reason. I don't, I don't know why the highlighter chose purple, but there he is. And then I found a childhood photo of Ristine <laughs> that I, I just could not I love mention. him. He's adorable. He's absolutely adorable. Uh, he was a little baby. He was born in, I think, 1876. This was a photo when I think he's six years old in 1884. My grandpa and, was born in 1908, and he has a very similar photo to this somewhere. Yeah, this is like something where they had boys in, in outfits like this, and it's just, I don't know. It, it's amazing. It's its great nostalgia, like historical photos. 
I, I just had to throw that in there. The bangs. The straight across bangs are a yeah, bangs. mood. Gotta do the bangs. Now, let's talk about the 1906 Iowa State team. The captain of the team was R.E. Jensen. Or Jensen. Uh, his nickname was Jobby Jensen. The Cyclones compiled a 9-1 record. They shut out 7 out of 10 opponents and outscored all opponents by a combined total of 268-30. to 30. The Cyclones won their first four games by a combined score of 194-0. to zero. Woo. A very interesting character from the season that I'll share more about later, of course, is Jobby Jensen, mm-hmm. which apparently... Later, he was the first kind of Iowa State quarterback to dabble in some journalism. Hmm. Uh, a truly strange rule from this time period in 1906. We oh, got weird rules. rules. Weird, yes. weird, weird rules. I love it. I love this. I had to throw this in there. If you threw a forward pass and nobody touched it, the ball went to the other team. It was a touchback. Yeah, it was treated yes. as a touchback. So if you threw a pass... And, like, it wasn't even tipped by your, your team or he dropped it or something. Basically, if you tried to throw the ball away like you would do nowadays, it went to the other team. Amazing. Arm punts. Okay, but, Arm but, punts. but remember. So, so remember, 1900s this, football was ultimate Frisbee is what you're telling yeah. me. It seems that way. Shout out to North Carolina. <laughs> so this was, women. this 1906 was the first year of the forward. This was the forward pass year, just so everyone has yes. it in their mind. This was the first year of the forward pass being legal after we were killing 20 people a year playing college football. Yes. Let me give you a shot. I got you a shot here in the dock of the Ames team, 1906. So you can see all the players at the very top row. I have a question for you in this picture. At the, at the bottom row, it says it was Sue Jones, Guy Lambert, Barber, uh, Jobby Jensen, Nelson, and Knox. Then Knox is holding a dog, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knox has a dog. And then in the front, there's this, like, kid. It says, in front, mascot, Mickey. I'm confused. It's the kid. It's the kid. The kid, the kid is the mascot, not the dog, right? <laughs> because, because that's the phrase that they use in... Oh, but the college, yeah, college, exactly. College. The quotes on it make me think it's the dog because it's not just. Well, there's a dog on the left side too. There's a black dog. No, there's there a black is. Dog there's on the two dogs. There's two dogs. So if there's two dogs it's and the mascot was the dog, Which then I dog? feel like both would be listed. But, but but no, it's the kid because this is the, the phrase they use in soccer, like European Europe, soccer. In European yeah. soccer. The kids that come out with the team are called mascots. Mm. Yep, that's the name they okay. use. And so I this this feels like it's a holdover from that. Okay. It, it, it feels the same way to me. I'm thinking it's the kid, which is weird. They have the kid in the photo, and, I mean, like, he's the mascot. Why, so why is crazy. his name in scare quotes, then? Also, what are the dog's names? No idea. I want to know. I couldn't find it. I was like, I was trying to figure out if the mascot was the dog. Because the kid's actual name was, like, Tuberculosis Timmy or something. <laughs> <laughs> they so ridiculous. Instead. All right, let's go to the schedule. Nine and one, Iowa State Cyclones. First game, they play against Cornell, Iowa, right? This was fun here. So Cornell, Iowa, prospects looked very good for Cornell at the beginning of the year. Uh, And to make the situation worse, Ames, which is sporting perhaps, the best team in the state this year, stood at the top of the schedule. So Cornell was like, hey, we look really good this year. But, oh, no, we have to start with Iowa State. Um, it, it, It could be arranged in no other way. So Cornell, with their team of inexperienced men, consented to the meeting, entering upon the game, not with only no, sprox- no prospects of success, but with small hope 
of holding Ames to anything like a reasonable score. <laughs> Thus, it turned out, and while Cornell played as well as could be expected, our team was outclassed both by the size and experience of its opponents. Big fat boys from Ames. So the 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 Cornelian, the Cornell Iowa team said after the score it was over they lost seventy six to nothing. But however, the wiki in Iowa State says they actually lost eighty one nothing. So there's a dispute on the score. Uh, Wikipedia and in Iowa State, both say they lost 81 nothing. even though Cornell was like, no, nah, we, we only really lost 76 nothing." Math is hard. So they're 1-0. Then, which is weird, it's 1906, Iowa State has two games in two days. This <laughs> is some 1899 Sewanee bullshit here. This is <laughs> October 5th, they play Coe. Uh, and then October 6th, they play Des Moines. So back-to-back, Iowa State plays Coe and Des Moines College. The Ames team shows new spirit no new football spirit Christine's big team is almost an ideal organization easily defeats des moines men are big and fast and play with a will boyle squad crippled at the start improves at the as play progresses and roger stars uh yeah so uh co lost 36 nothing and des moines lost 45 nothing. what des moines is this iowa oh. But Des Moines no. University was there between 1865 and 1929. They were they're a defunct Baptist college That's for correct. Lutheran. So their next game, Iowa State plays something called Morningside. Uh, they handled Morningside 32 nothing. I could not find any newspaper clippings whatsoever of this one. It was just like Iowa State 32 Morningside nothing. That's basically all the newspaper clippings. The next game, Iowa State plays against Nebraska. So there was a little hype to this game. So Nebraska can be expected to make a desperate effort to save itself. And the next five days will probably be strenuous ones on the Lincoln gridiron. But at the present time, Ristine's men have by far the best of the dope. And there seems to be no reason why they should not win. Drake will meet Des Moines College in Des Moines on Saturday. And Pell's men uh, ought to win over the Baptist by 20 points or more. And then, they, they, like, again, they only talk about, like, Iowa State, like, blips on the radar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, let's give a little bit here. So, uh, Iowa State goes to uh, Nebraska to play in something called Antelope Field, which I could not find any <laughs> pictures of this. Because the next stadium that Nebraska had was Nebraska Stadium in 1909. Yeah. Uh, and then... In the same site where they had Nebraska Stadium, they built Memorial Stadium right on top of that. So I have no photos of Antelope Field. Uh, the only thing I can find in Lincoln is something called Antelope Park, hmm. which I am going to assume that's where they played there. Uh, but it says, uh, ISC defeats Nebraska. Ames team makes the Western University swallow a bitter pill. <laughs> uh, that's right. Athletic events and others that Ames was interested in were numerous on Saturday. Uh, ISC defeated the University of Nebraska at Lincoln by the score of 14-2. to This is the first time that Nebraska has been defeated on their home grounds for six years. So they, the Cyclones ended that streak. Uh, and it was a bitter pill for them to stand defeat at the hands of Ames. The Ames boys were excellent, in excellent form and played hard, consistent game from start to finish. A number of Nebraska's men were taken out during the game, but Ames made few substitutions. The team went Friday 
and the Rooters 200 strong followed Saturday. The famous little Dutch band went on the excursion and was a great attraction to the game. <laughs> the little Dutch band. I had to just throw like the little Dutch band in there yes. because I know you're a big you're a big band. All right. Oh, I love it. Now they go to their arch nemesis next game next week at Minnesota in Minneapolis at Minnesota. This would wind up being their only blemish of the year. But in practice, during that week before they go to Ames, the captain was hurt. No! Oh, no! Jobby Jensen did a job on his ankle. Not our sweet, beautiful boy. <laughs> Jobby Jensen, down for the count. New rules did not prevent his getting an ankle wrenched, which cripples the team. So oh. apparently, they're blaming the new rules for not protecting him from getting hurt in practice, which is weird. That's, yeah. Jabi got hurt. Jabi, Jabi got hurt. This was just poor Jabi. Minnesota was victorious over Ames in the first big game of the year. Minnesota is, is kind of the boogaboo of Iowa State in the history. I believe Minnesota has only uh, lost to Iowa State three times in 26 times they've played each other. So Minnesota leads the series 22 three and one. Oh my god so iowa state just never beats minnesota uh with the jack trice thing they stopped playing for a long mm-hmm. long time yeah uh, so there there's just something that that's their their arch nemesis minnesota and iowa state never really wants to play minnesota even though they're right next to each other uh in the yearbook that i found the 1906 yearbook which is was aptly named bomb <laughs> like like there's a bomb really yes it's just bomb B O M B bomb. <laughs> Basically, in the yearbook, they said, with the fighting spirit that they displayed throughout the whole season, with the aid of Jobby's accurate toe, the championship of one state was obtained. October 27th was the date of the game with Minnesota. For years, the Cyclones had gone to Minneapolis only to return in defeat. This year, the team had great hopes of winning, and the Gophers feared the game. But a cloud of gloom was cast over the college when Jabby Jensen was severely injured in practice during the week before the Minnesota game. Although the captain was unable to lead the team, they went into it fighting to make up for his loss. Although defeated, there was no dishonor in the defeat. They lost this game, but they didn't have Jabby. So I kind of don't count this as a loss for them. Okay. If they would have had Jabby, I feel like Iowa State would have won this game and they would have went undefeated this year. I feel like you know, in my mind, we're going to do some 1906 revisionist history. <laughs> this, does, this does sound very revisionist. Very revisionist. They would have won this game. The next game they had after the Minnesota game, they had to bounce back. Uh, they were home against South Dakota, which was called Vermilion at the time. Hmm. Ooh. Yes, very fancy. Vermilion, the South Dakota squad apparently did quite well against Ames. They had two goal line stands to stop Iowa State. Uh, which prevented the final tally from looking much worse than the 22 to nothing game that Iowa State wound up winning. Football at Ames defeats South Dakota, but work was poor at times. I love <laughs> these headlines. They, they just didn't care. No, like, like yeah, we won, but they were shit, so fuck them. <laughs> this was ridiculous. Actually, actually, you know what? That's, that is like... That is what Twitter sounds like nowadays. Sure, one by twenty, but they look like shit. I mean, this is—you got to remember that newspapers basically were Twitter then. Mm-hmm. How else were and you Facebook, going? To, I, and Facebook is like, hey, so and so is going to the state fair this week. Poster, yes, poster's right. mentality is eternal. 
it, it's amazing. So he, I'm just going to read the article here a, a little bit further. Like, you know, defeat South Dakota, but work was poor at the time. Uh, so the Cyclones of Iowa State College were more than a match for the South Dakota football players Saturday and defeated them 22 nothing. Ames, a better played a better game than many football players here expected to play, but at times her work was miserably poor and her team weakened terribly. At one such time, the Dakota team came very near scoring a place kick and would have had it if not gone wild. Twice, South Dakota held Ames for downs on the one-yard line and took the ball away from them. The game was the best here this fall, but the crowd was... The crowd witnessing was small. That kind of rhymes. That's nice. Okay, I didn't even say that. Uh, McElhenney and Jones continued their star playing for Ames. <laughs> I just want to take a second to appreciate the fact that this particular art- article has it as foot space ball. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and when I'm trying to read this, it, the, the syntax is really fucking me up. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like there's, so, there's so many spaces. And I'm like, foot ball. <laughs> there's also the fact that it's doing it's doing the old timey thing where it's like talking about a collective noun like it has gendered pronouns like like yeah, Ames yeah. is a ship right and mm-hmm. so it's a it it's a she and her it is a as opposed to right. a place yeah. so, so it's, uh, it's like her million is the town that South Dakota is oh I knew that for. yeah okay um, yeah I totally knew that okay and that's, the, they that's the Coyotes, right? Currently play in the Dakota Dome, which is a oh. gorgeous building that I will oh my God. Oh, right that's... now. <laughs> is that the same? Is that the same city that they have the Board Palace, or is that so a different small. city? I love how you've immediately got us all interested because Tiny Dome Stadium somewhere. Oh, we we love Tiny Domes. I mean, seriously, that's <laughs> why we love the Big so, so easily by that. Ooh. Oh my God! Look, Tiny Dome. Oh, look at it. It's tiny. It's so cute. Bigger version of it in there. So there we cute. go. <laughs> oh, very good. Man, yeah, you give me a tiny dome, I'm all for it. That's why we love the Kibby Dome. Look at that uh, great was, plain was, sky, too. So I've been trying to find a picture of Antelope Field while I've been listening to you, but I did find something I'm going to drop in here, and this okay. is the 1905 uh, Nebraska women's basketball team practicing rebounding. <laughs> yes! <laughs> My God. Those ladies are going for it. It looks like a ladies bunch of nuns playing basketball. It does. Okay. I'll, on another note, I did see the picture of Bill Simmons, like just being sh- utterly shocked uh, that the Miami Heat uh, beat them in Game Seven, and mm-hmm. that has made my my whole year. Uh, thank you, thank you so much, Bill Simmons. <laughs> uh, let's go Heat. Um, again, insert, you know, Glenn Frey. The Heat Wait, I, fa- I found it. I found it. I found it. I found Whoa. it. I found part of. Part of Antelope Field. All right. Ooh. It's a picture of the team, and guys, you're gonna love this. Oh yeah. This is this is 1904. 1904 Antelope Field. Oh, oh yes. Got the that looks like stripes. A, oh, yeah. Oh, got lots. God. Got lots of dirt. Yes. And I'm seeing some covered grandstands. Oh my god! Yeah. And a scoreboard that says Nebraska versus opponent. Can we talk about the guy so, down yeah. in the front who's giving blue steel? That's great. <laughs> he is. He is eye fucking that camera, and I love it. Yes, totally. Done. Can we talk about the dude in the second row with the biggest forehead I've ever seen? That is a five head. <laughs> That's that, that, that is, I have that a, five is not a five head. <laughs> that is that is. Oh my god! Anyway, I also would like to appreciate like... the guy in the back with the bowler hat. <laughs> <laughs> and the suit, yeah. yeah. We, I think that's coach. It has that's to probably be coach, the coach. But like, 
I love these shoulder pads, too. There's Antelope Field for you. Antelope Field. Thank you so much for finding that. I really No problem. I just, I needed that. This entire picture is like an A-plus quality serve, so thank you for finding it. beautiful. That is awesome. One more, one more. Oh, oh, we got another. Antelope Field. Where this the is this be from the, the reverse side because this is the coaches and the Nebraska Husters, Ray. That's the 1901. Oh coaches. shit! That <laughs> must be where the Scrabble end comes from. So it has always it annoyed me that Nebraska has the really good serifed end, but the helmets have mm-hmm. the sad Scrabble end, right? Oh, it's got to yeah, it's got to be. And this, oh, the man. guy's sweater has the Scrabble end on it. This must be the root source of the Scrabble end. I'm so satisfied to know that that's where that came from. Thank you. Nebraska's Big Five. Good God. Anyways. Love it. I love this old shit, man. This is just It's so awesome. I love, like, digging into this. Uh, So, next game of the season for Iowa State. They had a bye. They had a bye week. So, they got to chill for a little bit. Uh, Then they played Grinnell, uh, which is another Iowa college. They won 25-6. to Then guess what, y'all? Y'all know what time it is. It is time for El Lassico. <laughs> it's time for the Cyhawk. 1906 Cyhawk. Let's go. Let's go. I can imagine them like listening to this nowadays. Like, what are they talking what about? What are they talking about? <laughs> hey, guess what, y'all? It's time to hide the practice field because shit is going down this week. It is Iowa State versus Iowa. Let's go. It's for the Cyhawk. Canvas is up around Ames football field. Secret practice is on in preparation for the game with Iowa. Helping spirit is still lacking among the Aggies. <laughs> it's so amazing. I'm like, hey, this is the game that I picked this Iowa State season for. This game. This is it. This is the game. I I I, I mean, there's nothing more sickos than this. This is just amazing. Ames is busily preparing for Iowa. The game with South Dakota was not brilliant. Uh, the most consistent ground gainers being Jones, uh, Biley, Lyman, and McElhenney. The thing that Coach Rustine has been trying to hammer into the men since the Nebraska game was decidedly lacking the helping spirit. The man with the ball would time and time again only be the one trying to advance it while his teammates would stand around looking on at his efforts. Coach Christine realizes that his men must have the spirit before they can hope to win from Iowa. The men have the physical condition and the football knowledge, and now they must ha- get the helping spirit. So they, Coach Christine is in the paper trying to motivate the Cyclones. We're going to Iowa. We got to play. We got to play here <laughs> at Iowa, Iowa Field, Iowa City. This is for the Cyhawk, folks. We got to get hyped. Let's go. Out here generating his own like corkboard material. Oh yeah, yeah. Done. He's doing it. Corkboard. <laughs> I think they make cork. Yeah, they didn't make corkboard material. Corkboard yet? Uh, I don't know. Chisel See, again. <laughs> Papyrus material. Chalkboard. They didn't even have like chalkboard, the five yeah. things. <laughs> Maybe a chalkboard. Flipping it over. I don't know. I don't know what Iowa State had back in 1906. Honestly, I, I'm going to say this right here. I'm going to stop. Seriously, I was leaning the 2000 Cyclones with their first bowl win. But this game trumped everything for me. This game, the score of this game, this is probably the most sicko El Asico Cyhawk game of all time. Probably. I'm going to say probably. There's, there's probably some more in the 70s and 80s that are a little bit more weirder. But this is a sicko's committee dream occurring in 1906. <laughs> this is so awesome. 
All right, let's go. It happened in Iowa City, Iowa, right? Give me the final score. Tell me, just read the headline, Jordan. Read it. Ames wins from Iowa. Score two to zero. Yes. <laughs> A blocked punt provides the university's undoing. It came early in the game. <laughs> Thereafter, the team struggled in vain for successes. For scores. <laughs> Good. That was it. That was it. That that, that important. No, no, keep going. Keep going. Kent proves a master in booting the ball through the air. Details of the game. Here we go. We're celebrating punters. They're (laughs) celebrating punters. Kirk Kirk Ferentz is just embracing tradition. It is amazing. Always been this way. It has always been this way, Iowa. You know it. I know it. The American people know it. It has always been this way, Iowa. I wonder if there's some degree of geographic determinism here. Like, there's just something about Iowa that generates punts, as opposed to, (laughs) like, this is the land where we punt. This is it. This is the land of plentiful There's something under the ground that just creates people's desire to punt instead of score points. If it's it's under the ground, it must be their awesome drinking water Mm, that they have in Ames mm -hmm. in Iowa. So Mm. they're, they're very... They're very, very, very passionate about their water in the state of Iowa. And that grows some good crops there. So, yeah, I mean, I I did have to buy the Ames is the best tap water shirt (laughs) after Iowa State won (laughs) won the Cyhawk this year. Because I I bet myself. I love betting myself stuff for some reason. I'm like, hey, I'll do this if this this happens to entertain myself. Like, I don't bet money on anything. It's just like, if this happens, I'll do this. I'll get a back tattoo of Terry Bowden if Mm -hmm. ULM beats Alabama. Sure. I like to bet myself stuff. More articles from this game because it ain't over yet, even though it's (laughs) 2-0. It happened in Iowa Iowa City, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So so Ames didn't know what happened because this is 1906. There's no TV. There's There's no radio broadcast. Let's go to see the Ames reaction. Ames learns of great the great victory. Town and college celebrates as never before. They turn night into day. Great bonfires illuminate state <laughs> theater. <laughs> Yells and music greet the new Iowa intercollegiate football champions on their arrival. Oh my god. Hey, just just scroll down to let's see here. I have the Google Doc with like 17 pages. The the first scroll. paragraph of that article is excellent also. <laughs> Read it. Go ahead, pick girl. Ames, Iowa, November 24th. Special. From a peaceful and law-abiding little Iowa town, Ames tonight was converted into a bedlam of noise, excitement, and wild <laughs> uproar with the darkness turned into a brightness lighter than day. Thus, in a sentence, is described the victory of the football team at Iowa City today and their subsequent arrival here between 11 o'clock and midnight. When the long special of 12 coaches rotted, uh, rolled, sorry, there's a typo there, rolled into the College Depot from Cedar Rapids, bearing the heroes of the gridiron, one mad rush was made for the train, and the Warriors swooped off to the state field, which was now but a seething furnace, an acre of blazing boxes. (laughs) Do crimes. Oh, you're just lighting shit on fire, and I love it. Yeah, there ain't, they ain't shit going on in 1906, but Iowa State Cyclones football. This is why, you know, again, this is why I want to rule this is the best team of all time because this, this is amazing, right? They brought gunpowder for this? Hang on, I'm yes. still <laughs> yes. 
keep going. Keep going. Keep going, pit girl. Keep reading this article. Uh, keep going. Preparations were begun soon as the news of the winning of the championship arrived here to make ready for the team. The merchants in a body subscribed large sums to purchase ammunition and headed by Mayor Sheldon soon depleted the stores of what gunpowder they had for the coming celebration. The Ames band was hired to aid in the jo- aid in the jollification and though drowned out by the yells from hundreds of healthy throats managed to make itself heard at intervals. Two flat cars loaded with boxes and other flammable materials were hauled to the state field and dumped into its center. This was liberally sprinkled with many gallons of oil. Then huge charges of gunpowder, 40 to 50 pounds to a charge, were spread in first proximity to the depot. <laughs> this is such a bad decision. What the fuck is going on? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> What the fuck are they doing? Enormous columns of black oil smoke and (laughs) gunpowder explosion. 50 pound gunpowder. There is one more paragraph of this article. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, Everything went off like clockwork. The powder let loose with a roar that could be heard for miles and a column of flame (laughs) hundreds hundreds of feet high shot in the air. It was a night long to be remembered in the annals of the Aggies and a night that not even the oldest inhabitant can remember as ever being connected with. (laughs) Yeah, I fucking bet. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, Ames. Celebrate that shit. This, I mean, again, this is why I went with this, this they're, team. They're genuinely lucky, so lucky they didn't turn the whole town into a smoking crater. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. This is some Centronalia shit. Like, this is how you end up with a town that's on fire of all time. <laughs> this is how the Chicago fire I'm, started. Wait, I'm sorry. Right? I'm sorry. Say that town again, Jordan. Centronalia? <laughs> What is it? It's cent- is it like a it's Centralia. You sound like you're oh. merging it with the Roman festival that inspired Christmas. I, I thought he was talking about that's, a that's what I thought he said at first. I, I, thought, I thought he was talking about like a citronella candle that you try to use to keep. The <laughs> I think it's one of those things I've only ever seen and never heard said. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's keep going. There's there's more to this game. I promise you. So Iowa, Iowa City, not happy with this game. The Hawkeyes, not happy with the outcome of this game. I can imagine. That's right. So they say, small score in Iowa Ames game. Aggies take contest on blocked punt. Battle was hard fought from beginning to end. Kent plays brilliant game for Iowa. A blocked punt early in the Iowa Ames game Saturday gave Ames a safety and won the battle from Iowa by a score of two to zero. It was a great battle from whistle to whistle and all that had been predicted for it. And Ames had a shade better of the argument. Both teams were forced to punt regularly. (laughs) I'm just going to stop, man. I love this shit. This is so great. (laughs) After receiving the ball, but for this reason, the battle waged up and down the field between the 35 yard lines of the contesting teams during the first half. (laughs) In the second half, however, the game was played largely in Iowa's territory and ended there. Ames had a wonderful defense, one of the greatest ever seen on an Iowa field. It successfully checkmated Iowa's attack and Kent's leg alone to save the old gold at these times. So basically, Iowa's celebrating their punter. Again, I feel like what is old <laughs> is new. Reject it's modernity. Just... Embrace tradition. All right. All right. Hold on here. Now, there starts to be some sort of Iowa Hawkeyes conspiracy theory going on here. Oh. It was a contentious safety, apparently. Would the Iowa Hawkeyes protest 
this final score of 2 nothing. Would this sully the Cyclones' Iowa State championship hopes? The Daily Times. Iowa will not protest the score. Iowa Ames score will stand two to nothing. I'm glad Shane existed at that point. At, at this point, yeah, I, I'm just imagining Kirk Ferentz like, no, this is this is not real. We did not lose to Iowa State. Uh, we're protesting this game. Uh, new champions of Iowa will have uncontested laurels. Iowa State at St. Louis Thursday. So Iowa City, the official score of the Iowa Ames game two nothing is. It is believed here will not be protested by manager Caitlin uh, and coach Chalmers, Chalmers, uh, coach Chalmers, Super Nintendo Chalmers, Super Nintendo Chalmers, Chalmers. God, I can't even say this. Oh my God. Jordan has infected all of us. Yeah, whatever. In the walls. Centronella. Centronella. Okay, whatever. Uh, The possible protest has been under discussion on the grounds that the safety was awarded to Ames at the time when the ball, after the blocking of Kent's kick, had not crossed the goal line, but had leaped the fence at the side of the field a a few feet in front of the goal. Hence, it was contended the ball ought to have been brought back dead and play resumed. Stop the count. Basically... That's right, stop the count. The athletic authorities at Iowa, however, believe in accepting without complaint the official rulings are really glad that a touchdown was not awarded to Ames as a result of the mix-up behind the Iowa goal. A large number of rooters calling for a protest received no encouragement from the from Mark Caitlin and his conferees. So basically, if they would have went out of bounds, apparently Ames would have had a touchdown instead of a safety but I'm glad they didn't protest this because now it's two nothing instead of like like five nothing. In the annals of history, 1906 Iowa State beats Iowa two nothing. This was not the final game of the year for Iowa State. They had one more to go. You had this big win at Ames. You set the entire city ablaze. <laughs> you set the entire. But how city. do you how do you play in your field if you've torched it? But. They were at Drake the next week. Oh, so, so they were you on don't. the road. You okay, don't. You don't, yeah. You're good. They're at Haskins yeah, Field. Yeah, because there are the craters in it from the 50-pound <laughs> gunpowder barrels. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> they had to know that they were away the next game because there's no way they blew up their whole field by beating Iowa. Do that nowadays, Iowa State fans. You win the Cyhawk, you blow up your field, all right? I want to. I want to be able to see the smoke plume from here, Iowa State. (laughs) Next game is for uh, they're playing against Drake. They're at Drake. This is for the Iowa State Championship. This game is on Thanksgiving Day, right? There's no lights or anything. It is Thanksgiving Day. It is Drake versus Iowa State. Oh no! I, I I got weather reports beeping in. Beeping in, they're beeping in. Oh my God, the storm is coming to Iowa State. There's a storm feared for Thanksgiving. Elements are all lined up for grand free-for-all. A little of everything. Sunshine alone lacking, according to forecasts. Weather observer Chapel reluctantly admits that the indications are bad. (laughs) Oh no, oh no. So they're, they're promoting this game big time. Des Moines will give thanks today. Annual holiday will be worthily observed. 
Business out, uh, business houses close. Religious services will occupy the morning. The Drake Ames football game and special attractions at theaters provide amusement. If somebody wants to read the football game great event, little paragraph that I have in the newspaper here, that'd be appreciated. Go okay. ahead. Football game great event. The chief event is, of course, the football contest between the old rivals that have not that have met so many times on the same date for the annual tourney. Large crowds will miss the hot part of the day's feast at home to sit in the cold day, sit in the cold and watch the tugging masses of gridiron warriors. Tugging masses. Ooh. Nothing but a football game would make, <laughs> would make the people of Des Moines forgo the dinner of the year. All the theaters have full hills, most of them for afternoon as well as evening, and an attractive list of attractions are scheduled for the day. I think that might Amazing. be full bills. Full, full oh, bills. Oh, full bills. Yep, sorry. Full bills, full hills. Whatever. Yeah, sorry. Count it. Whatever. We can't read these newspaper clippings. They're, they're, they're hard not, to like, read. Yeah, scans are not the greatest, but shout out to the archivist who scanned them. Thank you for yeah, the work that you do. Them, amazing. We can't read appropriately because we're we're just we're just going crazy. Yeah, we, right we now. can't read anyway. It's not your fault. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm not great at reading. I, I've realized this. Drake versus Iowa. I'm gonna dub this the Mod Bowl. Jesus. <laughs> Okay, for that, for the, for something to be called the Mud Bowl in the early 1900s, oh. it wasn't just like we all got dirty. It was I had mud in crevices for the next oh. 40 years. Hey, 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 wait until I get you to halftime of this game. Fuck, oh my God. Okay. Wait, wait, here we go. So we got some newspaper headlines here. Ames wins fierce game in the mud. Annual Thanksgiving Day battle with Drake. No scores in the first half. Aggies secure points on a safety and a touchdown. Score seven to nothing. Brilliant play impossible under conditions, but both teams fight hard. So we're also still, we must still be at the point in time when a touchdown is five? Yes, yeah. touchdown okay. five, safety two. It's 1906, touchdown five, safety, safety two, of course. <laughs> Apparently, every single headline about this game talked about the <laughs> So I'm just going to say this. It was so fucking muddy, y'all. <laughs> Good God. Okay, it's halftime, right? There's no scores. So guess what they resort to do? They start covering themselves with straw. <laughs> They're packing their uniforms with straw. Sure. <laughs> like you do. Anybody wants to read the headline of the article, Men Covered with Straw? Go right ahead. I will go. <laughs> Men Covered with Straw. Between the halves, the Drake men were packed in straw, and several bu several bundles of straw were carried over for the use of the Ames squad. When they went onto the field again, their muddy muddy suits were covered with straw. At the opening <laughs> of the second half, Drake booted the ball down to Ames' first line, and then Drake held. Jones kicked across the center to Evans, Taylor was forced to punt, and Ames had the ball again on her own 45 line. The rest of this is just analysis of the game, with no additional mention. Of the straw, or what the intended <laughs> use case was, I mean, and I'm just ima use... I'm imagining all of them just looking like walking haystacks. It's got to be right. It, like, it is. I imagine this like people like looking like scarecrows actually playing football. <laughs> <laughs> like like and uh, like um, NCAA mascot madness. But yes. it's just just haystacks. Just it is the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz playing football <laughs> against each other. Look like fucking 
horror movie mud men. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so the final the final article, Drake Zero aims seven. Uh, literally caked in mud beyond recognition. <laughs> the football teams of Ames and Drake met in their annual Thanksgiving Day game at the stadium yesterday afternoon. And Ames won, uh, Ames won again. Uh, the score was 7 nothing. The battle was fierce at all times. Brilliant play was impossible under the conditions. <laughs> and, the, and the game in no way showed what either team could do. <laughs> yet, yet, yet it marked with desperate playing, nerve, and determination, and the loyal rooters who braved the bad weather were repaid by seeing a great battle. I'm imagining that Notre Dame-NC State hurricane game. Yes, yes. yes. The Brian Kelly, let me pass 46 times, or I don't know how many times, but whatever. Too many. Uh, Kevin, it was about that many. <laughs> Kevin, read this last little little pick here, the, the Drake Ames football game. The Drake Ames football game, Thanksgiving Day, all one word for some reason. I don't it's know why. It's been a random <laughs> game, too. With, with an E. <laughs> Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day. Anyway, the Drake Ames football game, Thanksgiving Day, was played in the mud and rain. The players were, looked worse than hogs that had been wallowing in the mud. It was a closely played seven to nothing in Ames' favor. Jesus <laughs> Christ! It's just all about the mud. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, and like I've seen like the normal games from this period. You, yeah, you know, and everyone oh, yeah. is just covered in mud anyway. Like, <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to the SB Nation blog, Wide Right. And Natty Light, apparently, <laughs> yes, uh, they did. They did uh, compile a couple of these articles, which I, I did search a, a bunch of others, but they did compile a few of these, which was nuts. Um, I also found a random assortment of yearbook images. This is the Iowa State yearbook, as I mentioned previously. It's just called Bomb. The, the bomb. I mean, it's the bomb. Given what y'all. they did after they beat Iowa, this makes sense now. They they left the bomb in the field, <laughs> uh, which is is it, crazy. Iowa State was declared the state champions after the season. Nine and one. Uh, end of the season leaves Ames and Iowa in undisputed title places. Uh, other teams play erratic. Coe placed in third place, Grinnell uh, in fourth, and Drake in fifth. New coaches fail to accomplish results, effective new rules, and new plays. Uh, the rank of the Iowa teams, which basically we are giving you the Iowa national championship here, Iowa State. They played claim all these that. teams. Holy shit. Claim that shit. Yeah. Uh, rank number one, Iowa State. Rank number two, University of Iowa, which I'll beat 2 nothing in the best Al Asico ever. Uh, Co-College, number three. Grinnell, number four. Drake, number five. Morningside, six. Des Moines, seven. And Cornell College of Mountain Vernon, Iowa, number eight. So basically, their schedule, not a national-based schedule. They played Minnesota and Nebraska, but really they didn't play too much outside the state. But they played the entire state, and this was kind of the national championship of Iowa, and Iowa State won this. Claim this shit. Claim this shit. I don't care. National championship. You beat Nebraska and all of Iowa. Claim a national championship, Iowa State. I don't care. Just just for comparison, 1906 Princeton, who also claims the championship – Went nine zero and one, and nineteen oh six Yale, who claims the championship, went nine zero and one as well. So I feel like you can totally count you have a this. case. 
Also, it is the official opinion of the Sitco's committee that if you can claim it, you should claim it. So claim, claim it. Claim that shit. I, I linked a bunch of photos after here. They're it great. says it's like Ames Championship Team 1906. Uh, and then I, I threw in like some yearbook photos from the bomb, which is weird that they put the people in these photos like all like yeah, why like, are they, they like this? This? Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why they did this, but it's They're great. Right. I linked it, and I think uh, if you type in, if you go there to, like, the digital collections, the Iowa State Library, uh, it, apparently this was listed in the 1908 yearbook, which I think is labeled incorrectly, but it's still the 1906 team, which is strange. I had to go through a bunch of yearbooks to get this, but I, I went through it. There's, there's like, photos of, of you know, Jobby Jensen doing some punting. There's a photos of them standing by the train on to Minnesota. Uh, there's there's my favorite this photo. This one. This photo. We need to my meme the shit photo, out of this. Yeah. My favorite photo is an auditorium of before so Iowa. Good. So it's all so these normal good. people in suits and shit before Iowa. And then after Iowa, it's just a giant fire. It's just a towering <laughs> column of flames. Like someone like, colored it in in orange. You don't see it's, anything it's else. Like, but the flames. No, it's not a color photo. No, it is absolutely not. not a color photo. Someone just took no. like an orange highlighter and colored it in. This could not have been the 1908 season or from 1908 because they didn't no. play Iowa in 1908. No, so this is... It has to be mislabeled in the... They're, they're mislabeled in the digital libraries. <laughs> I, I, went, I, went, I, went, I went through the history to find this. They're off by like two years. So the 1908 yearbook called the bomb apparently was was off a little bit and i have some photos of against iowa which you can see like the the crossbars smoke, and stuff like in the smokestack behind the field there's a there smokestack behind the field ab- it's not mainlining coal, coal i i see a picture of somebody that i thought was the coach but i i think i figured it out it's actually trainer jack winston he mm-hmm. has this giant a on his sweater and he looks smug as shit and it's an awesome picture. It's a great hat. It is so cool. It these is all, so... These, these fuckers all look like Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks with the yes. giant A on his sweater. I mean, seriously, like, you see, like, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Like, whatever your name is, you just have your your first name letter on a sweater, apparently. There's, like, a couple guys in here where the font of the A is different. It looks like an R. Yeah. Also... Yeah. Yes, for some like reason. the guy in the center of that one of the 1906 team, it looks like an R. Yeah. It's like they changed the font of the A in the middle. Like maybe they got somebody else. Someone to, else knitted it. Yeah. yeah these, are, else. These, are, these are bespoke guys. <laughs> this is nuts. So you can see like the breakdown score of the season. It, it's just, I, I really enjoyed this team way too much. It was a lot of fun to to go through it. And if this is really the best team of all time for Iowa State, I, I mean, I don't think you could get really a story out of the 2000 Iowa State, Iowa State season besides they won a bowl game in the inside.com bowl. But yeah, this team was amazing. I loved every moment of researching this. I went probably way too in depth to research this, which so good. I don't care. It, it was a lot of fun. Iowa State, you won the poll. We're talking about 1906 Iowa State. We we I, honestly I feel like this is some bullshit. You had to be in the conference with Oklahoma, Nebraska. It's just it's just not fair. 
honestly not fair to you, Iowa State. And you beat Iowa 2 nothing. You won on a safety over Iowa. That is the most sicko thing ever. On a, so, on a questionable safety. On a questionable <laughs> safety. <laughs> I'd like to... I'd like to do two cheers that I found for Iowa State. Do it. From the 1906 Iowa Iowa State program. Football program. Say what? That's what. What's what? That's what they all say. What do they all say? Ames, Ames, Ames. <laughs> and then A-M-E-S. Hoorah, hooray. Rah, 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 rah. State College, Iowa. One, two, three, etc. I don't, know what rest, I don't know what you're supposed to say after one, two, three. One, two, three, uh, uh, yeah, et cetera. <laughs> we never got past that point. We don't know what to say. We don't know. I honestly, I, I, I've been an Iowa State fan for for like a bit. Like I love Iowa and in their history, in their tradition too. But Iowa State seems like that team that just is snake bitten, and for some odd reason, they just don't string together like awesome seasons. And I've always rooted for them because I mean, the cyclone name is amazing, which they got in like 1894. It's just something I've always wanted to go to a game aims at night. I have planned how to drive from San Antonio to do that. And I, I, I love the Iowa state team. It's just something that, you know, teams that have had like histories that have not been great. I, I cheer for those those teams, and that's what I grew up with. Like, I grew up with, like, the Saints. Like, we were just awful. Uh, I grew up with, like, Tulane, which is not that great at the time that I grew up. Just teams that are just not historically great, and that's kind of, you know, they're, they're one of my favorites in the Sickos community. I love them. They got a cyclone. They, they got a weather-related phenomenon. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that kicks ass. They, I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's great. It's a lot of fun. There's a, a weird bird with teeth that they use <laughs> for mascots. And so I, I'm a big fan of the state of Iowa. Eventually, I hope to get to Ames for a game. I would really love to do this and, and go there. So, you know, buy some merch for us. Uh, definitely do that. And, and, you know, join our Patreon. Talk to us in the Discord. We love Iowa State football. And, and, and just go into depth. On the 1906 team is just amazing. I, I love this history, and I I really want to look back on like the 2000 team and and maybe like the weird you know four three and one teams, which was strange. <laughs> I just want to check that out again. But I I love doing this, and I appreciate anybody listening to the podcast. Uh, rate us five stars, subscribe, download, grab your 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 mom's phone that is visiting Memorial Day, and subscribe to the podcast. I, I, I'm not saying that I did that to my dad's phone, but, um, you know, get automatically do that and have a great time and listening to this. And, and I really, really thank uh, Pit Girl, Kevin, Jordan for listening. It was a great thing. And, and also, let, let's go, Heat. Let's go. Let's go. I'm talking about mile high and I'm talking about sea level for the NBA finals. Let's do this shit. Guys, the Caribbean's go to Denver and just get so winded. We're going to get killed. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to love it. I don't care. Look at Bill Simmons' face. Look at his face. Have you seen Bill Simmons' face? I have not. Post it. I, I am posting it. Bill Simmons' face in the Sickos Committee podcast chat. Look at Bill Simmons' <laughs> face. Look at it. Look at his face. <laughs> it's so dead. It is so worth it. They fought all the way back from 3 nothing down. And that is his face. 
just to get to just for that. He looks just like Ennui Husky. He looks just like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was so prepared to just like go down. I mean, whatever. I it's so worth it. Thank you, thank you, Bill Simmons' face. I appreciate that. And we will probably see you guys next week when we start two episodes a week again because I think we're taking another one off. So it's a holiday. So, Enjoy this extra long version of the Sickos Committee Podcast. Sickos Committee Podcast, Taylor's version.